Hey everyone, this is the Professor Rick Del Santo of the PWZ Podcast. If you're interested in professional wrestling of the independent kind, the National Wrestling Alliance, and the United Wrestling Network, check us out on Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio, YouTube, and anywhere you listen to professional wrestling podcasts. Shocking Vegas. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 22 of Shocking Things. I'm John. And I'm Laura. And in this episode we're going to talk about our favorite horror films to watch during Halloween season. Now these aren't necessarily our favorite horror movies of all time. Some might be, but these are just the ones that we have to watch during Halloween. And some might crisscross into other categories too, but you know, the, the rules are a little loose. All right, Laura, want me to start first? Yes. Okay, so number one is our favorite family movie to watch during Halloween. Uh, for me, lately, the past few years, has been Ghostbusters from 1984. It's not set in Halloween or anything, but just for whatever reason, when they play it on TV, I always have to watch it. You know, uh, I like the chemistry between uh, Harold Ramis, Bill Murray, Dana Aykroyd, and then Ernie Hudson, who later comes in in the movie. I... I like the the gadgets, the proton packs, the traps, uh, just the whole concept. If you have a ghost, you call them up. Uh, like the commercials in there are hilarious. Uh, visually, I, I think the effects still hold up. I like the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man and Slimer. So it's it's a comedic type movie, but it's also like a family movie. Kids aren't going to really be afraid to watch it. So, uh, and also it spawned the cartoon, the real Ghostbusters, and made toys from it, and kids still like it today. So that's why I picked it. What about you, Laura? Favorite family? Favorite family movie of all time is Hocus Pocus. I must watch this movie 500 times during the <laughs> Halloween season. It's always on in the background. And for me, it's nostalgia region reasons. Mm -hmm. um, I love all of the characters and like, um, when the scene opens up in the school and the teacher is telling them about the history of Halloween, mm -hmm. it just makes me feel like I'm back in school again during the Halloween season. We all have our costumes on. Yeah, no, it, it definitely it feels like Halloween when you watch it. So that aspect I get. And that's a movie, when I first met you, you said you watch it every Halloween. I was like, eh, you know, so this looks like a kid's movie then. Well, it is. And then I, but, but I thought like more just for girls. And then if you give it a chance... You have to be open-minded, like I was, and I really did like it. And it's, It feels like the spirit of Halloween. It's the ambiance, it's the feeling, it's fun. There's some funny lines in there, like Major Yabos, you like that line? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, it is. It, it still holds up, and it really... And it's kind of like a Goonies kind of adventure to me. Not well, the same, well, kids, but... Yeah, but kids together, you're saying, going on an adventure... Yeah, they're very likable characters. And the villains are good in there, right? The villains right? are excellent. Ben Mittler. And uh, it's gained like a really huge cult following maybe the past five or so years, would you say, where just little by little started getting bigger. Disney started having these yeah. special uh, merchandise made for Halloween. And I assume that's why there is a second movie. Yes, that's out. coming out. Yep. So definitely. In it's, 2022. Yep. So it's definitely. it's. That I can understand. So, number two is our favorite slasher to watch during Halloween season. And mine, another one that's not set during Halloween, but I always have to watch it, is Friday the 13th, the original from 1980. Uh, just when October starts, this movie just gets me in the Halloween mood for some reason. And it ripped off the, irony is it ripped off the 1978 Halloween movie. That's the whole... Mm -hmm. that's what the the writer was told to do is rip it off but i used to watch that all the time and i still do but this is my go-to for halloween 
season to watch uh, for a slasher. And even though it's not set uh, during Halloween, technically the you could say it sort of is. It was shot in fall. Uh, they took some of the leaves, they had to pluck some out because they were turning color actually during some of the, f the filming. They had to do it when the camp was closed. So that's the... <laughs> So technically, you could say it's a fall movie. Uh, I love Betsy Palmer in there as Pamela Voorhees. Like that fight at the end with Adrian King as Alice uh, with the decapitation. Uh, I really, really love that. So, and then the ending with Jason popping out of the water. It just so th those are the reasons why. It just and you could see Spirit Halloween and everything. You see the, the hockey mask all over. You know, so it's mm -hmm. so that's a. Uh, my uh, number one pick for the favorite slasher during Halloween. What about you, Laura? So we are in disagreement with this. Mm -hmm. I am going to be very basic again. Yeah. My favorite slasher during Halloween time is Halloween. Which I can understand. Which I can understand. I also have come to like Halloween 3, yes. Season of the Witch, because you've had me watch it 500 <laughs> times. Yes. But yeah, it's very simple. I don't think I need to explain why. It's no cheap gore, it's pure terror, it's Halloween night. Like, there's a theme with all of the movies around Halloween that I'm going to pick. They're all, like, around Halloween time. Yeah, yeah, this, <laughs> yeah. you see the leaves, too, right? You like all the stuff. You like the trick-or-treating aspect, right? Yeah, and I think all it's because we just, we always watch horror movies. So it's just something specific to the season. I have to feel yeah. the spirit of it. Like, and every that... time I watch, I want it to be on Halloween. Makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. So, favorite, and next category is favorite horror comedy, similar to a favorite family movie, but it be a little different. At least mine's going to be not a family movie. My favorite horror comedy watch during Halloween season, another one, has nothing to do with Halloween, but I just, maybe the past, and ever since we lived here, maybe seven or so years, you've been watching it with me sometimes when I have it on, Killer Clowns from Outer Space from 1988. Oh, okay. Which is, and I used to be the only one that seemed to watch it during Halloween. That's another one that just gained popularity over the past few years. Spirit has all of these exclusives uh, this yeah, year, which are impossible year, yeah. to get. All these costumes now. But you did find I did the popcorn, popcorn, gun. popcorn gun, which is a very hot item. So um, I love it. The Chiodo brothers who did all the uh, the props for the film, all you know, the the clowns. They're very. It's almost like this demented cartoon come to life. I love all the, the bright colors, just the comedy in there. Um, my favorite scene is Shorty uh, putting on boxing gloves and knocking the biker's head off. Um, the music is great in there as well. So that's, again, I can't explain to you why I just started watching that during Halloween season, but it just became a staple. And what's your favorite Laura, horror comedy that you watch during Halloween? So I put down Beetlejuice. Okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah, it's just Tim Burton. I mean, it's just a good... And Danny Elfman did the music. The music is great. Yes, yeah, it's, it's just a good movie. Michael Keaton's yeah. hilarious in there. Yeah. Another one, the colors. I like just the simple black and white. You know, there's some bright colors in there, too. He wears, like, that kind of, like, that purple-type suit. Um, yeah, no, I, I... And that's another one that's just gained popularity during Halloween. They make all these inflatables now the costumes all these uh, do you see like the snake that's another hot item a spirit I, yeah. a snake head um, beetle the projector juice. there was one snake projector yeah. i think but yeah i like lydia um i like the um the musical scenes yeah dale yeah that's, that's your favorite <laughs> should have said beetlejuice beetlejuice yeah. beetlejuice but yeah and that's uh they just did that for uh universal halloween horror nights beetlejuice so it makes sense that it's it's very big during another one. It's not set during Halloween, right? It's just, but it just got popular during it. Mm -hmm. All right. Now this is another category. I came up with a timeline because I said, uh, let's pick our favorite classic horror film to watch during Halloween season, which I said, well, let's pick pre nineteen seventy. So that's the timeline. Uh, mine I've been watching since I was a little kid, always during Halloween. I always think of, and none of these are set during Halloween either, the Universal Monsters. Uh, Frankenstein from 1931 is, that's another one. I, I love it always during Halloween season too. I love watching all the Universal Monster films during Halloween season. Uh, 
Laura, you said you watched it a long time ago, right? Yeah, I have to be honest. I have a very hard time getting through the Universal Monster films. Some... Specifically I, Dracula, but also, yes, Frankenstein. Well, yeah, because my brother actually, he's been texting and calling me every day because he's been watching all these Universal Monster movies. He goes, what do you think of this one? What do you think of this one? I give him my opinions on which ones are good, which ones I think aren't good. But Dracula is... That's a very slow-moving one. Dracula's barely in the movie. They should call it Renfield. One day I will force myself but, to sit there but and, and the watch Fran it. But Frankenstein, all the Frankenstein ones are my favorites of the Universal. But So please try and give that a chance. Or we'll try and watch that, okay? Um, but yeah, just the whole premise of the movie, uh, the acting, the sets, the makeup by Jack Pierce, uh, just everything about it, the, there's... One of the, the classic lines from it, um, when Frankenstein's monster was created, uh, it's alive, it's alive, <laughs> right? So that's, that's you know, one of the most iconic scenes, probably in film history. Um, you'll like this too, Laura. He's very human, the character, uh, and he's, he has a relationship with little girl Marie in there. I, I think you'll... But it's not like, I've seen bits and pieces. I haven't seen the yeah, whole thing together. Yeah, this one, I remember them yeah. walking to the beach. Was that where they were yeah, walking? Yeah, near the lake? yeah. Oh, so, lake. yeah, so there's, I definitely give it a chance again. But I do agree with you. Some of these are very slow paced, but this one really. I have my eye on the, the novel, the book. Yeah, yes. Uh, was it Mary Shelley? Mary Shelley. Yeah, the, the original. There's another one, too, you could watch. Edison's Frankenstein, which is. I don't know if that's the first horror movie ever made, but it's really weird looking. The, the way the monster looks, it's, uh, looks like it's a woman playing it. But, but this one with Boris Karloff is, uh, it, it's phenomenal. That one I always have to watch during Halloween season. Now, what's your favorite classic horror movie, Laura, to watch during Halloween season? Okay, I'm gonna sound like you for a minute because I'm gonna say I don't know why this became a Halloween time movie, but it did. While everyone is fawning over Psycho, by Alfred Hitchcock. I am really in love with the birds. No, it's a great film. It is. And that's, I think it started because we saw, this was maybe 10 or so years ago, we saw movies and mimosas. Yes, uh, right? yeah. New Haven, uh, downtown New Haven, Connecticut, and we watched the birds. And that was right Halloween week, I want to say, right? Yes. And but I don't believe that movie is even in the fall time, but there is an air or yeah. feel to me of a Halloween presence. Yeah, no, I, I, I could see it. I could definitely, actually the last the convention, I went to a horror convention uh, for the costume contest. The girl was dressed as her. She had all these fake birds Same. attached to her. Yeah. So yeah. no, it definitely, I, mean, I, I could see why you picked it. There's so much like tension and suspense. Like I really enjoyed like the schoolyard scene where these birds are coming at all the, mm -hmm. the students. And I like the attic scene. And I actually found out that um, the character's name is Mel da Melanie Daniels. She's played okay. by Tippi Hedren. And I actually found out they threw real birds at her for five days in a row. Oh, okay, to get a real reaction out yes, of her? Yes, because they couldn't do use the fake yeah. uh, props. There is something about it. Because when I was a kid and I watched it, I remember I was like, ah, I don't, this doesn't really seem scary. If you ever have a bird, which I've had come towards me it is scary and so you have a swarm of them yes it, i'm sure that it is you wouldn't think it is yeah. but it, it. so i actually delved into this a little bit because i was curious about the making of the birds and uh, the interviewer that asked alfred Hitch hitchcock well he had said to him he said it, there's kind of a an air of reality to this movie mm -hmm. and alfred hitchcock responded with well so do nightmares <laughs> yeah. And I just thought it was so yeah. Hitchcockian. I don't know. <laughs> He's just a genius to me. No, no, he made some great films. So I, I agree with you. But Psycho is a good one, though. Side note. <laughs> so, but uh, which you, you're not as big of a fan of. No, but. I think it's overrated. <laughs> the birds, come on. All right, now the birds is good. So, and the other fun fact we could throw in too, where it was uh, filmed, some of the locations also they filmed the fog there too. The John Carpenter film. Did you know that, Laura? No, I didn't. So. No, you know everything. Okay, no, I don't. <laughs> uh, so the next category is our, and this is definitely not my favorite. This is where I get into the, the Halloween 
uh, season feelings here with this, which I don't ever watch during uh, any other time of the year except for Halloween. And it's definitely not my favorite horror anthology. It is Tales of Halloween from 2015. I'll be honest with you, there's ten segments in there. Half of them I don't think are that great, but half I do think are very good. But this is one that it has a Halloween, you know, feel to it, and it's also like a dark comedy. Uh, I like the cast in here. It has uh, Barry Boswick of Rocky Horror fame, Carolyn Williams from Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, Lynn Shay from Insidious, Barbara Crampton of Reanimator, Felissa Rose from Sleepaway Camp. And I liked Adrian Barbeau in there. It's, to briefly show her, but she's the voice uh, a radio DJ. We're talking about The Fog. She was, it's basically like her character from The Fog, uh, Stevie Wayne. Mm -hmm. She's a radio DJ, so that's kind of an homage to that that's uh, in the film. And if you watch it, they, because it's public domain, Night of Living Dead, the original, they splice in parts of that movie too in certain scenes. When they do that in the segments, I think that's really cool. So that's the reason why I like that film during Halloween season. And I can't comment on that one too much because I don't remember. You saw it once and you're like, I don't I like this. Like yeah, yeah, you didn't. But if you want to rewatch it again, we could do it. Yeah, but. sometimes I'm guilty of not giving things a chance. Like the next movie that I'm going to mention, which is Trick or Treat. Yes. I did not initially like this movie at all. I didn't give it a chance. It was one of my expectation things. I was looking for horror. People hyped it up a lot, too. I remember when it first came out, people hyped it up. And we I think we expected something different of it, too. This was borderline family horror. But it has the ambience and all the Halloween feels. I mean, the main villain in this movie, Sam, is the spirit of Halloween. There's like five, is it five stories? Five interwoven stories that occur on Halloween. Um, and they're just... And it was so a good fun. cast, too. Uh, who's the girl from uh, Sookie? I can't think of her real name now. Oh, oh, Sookie Stackhouse. From, from, from uh, like. True Blood. Uh, but she's very good in the film. Like, she stands Anna out Anna Paquin. There. Yes. Um, I love her. And I, that's another reason why, like, I like this movie, too. Is like, I watch anything that she's in. I think she's unique, both in appearance and in acting. Yeah. No, no, she's, like, very memorable to me. True Blood, that's, that's another good series. Very good. But yeah, I, I I recommend this movie, but not to go in thinking that it's horror. This would be a staple. I it reminds me of a um, a slasher hocus pocus. Okay, I, that that makes sense. Like there's a um, a scene with like kids that they play a prank on another kid and it goes horribly wrong. Mm -hmm. But they're all dressed up and it's yeah Dracula. I'm trying to think of the characters right, like Dracula, like a like a rabbit, like all these. Yeah, they're just yeah. but it's just it looks a little nostalgic yeah it's like an old like maybe like a 50s type look like the masks and stuff right like an older time but yeah no it's it is one that the first time i saw it, i was like i don't like this but after a while when you put it over you're like okay this is a pretty good film but it, but it did take me time to like it. it definitely is a for halloween it's the perfect type of anthology for halloween i agree with okay. you all right the next category is our favorite Halloween TV episode or special to watch during Halloween. Now, um, for me, this is going to be very weird. It's not a typical answer. Because there are certain ones I like, but they're hard to find. But the one I do watch, it used to be on the WWE Network, and now Peacock owns this. I watch WCW Halloween Havoc from 1991. The wrestling pay-per-view. I'm not I'm kidding. I'm not kidding. I watch this every year. And usually not the entire pay-per-view, but the first match. This was in, uh, in Chattanooga, Tennessee on October 27, 1991. So if you want to watch it, it's on Peacock now. And the, yes, it, it's, it's so ridiculous. When I describe this match, you're going to want to watch it. It's the Chamber of Horror Steel Cage is the opening match. It has El Gigante, the Steiner Brothers, and Sting versus Vader. Uh, Cactus Jack, who comes out with a chainsaw, Abdul the Butcher, and the Diamond Stud, who people know now probably as uh, Scott Hall, Razor Ramon. And so they're in a cage, and there's weapons. They have uh, caskets in the match. And the object is to put uh, one of the opposing team 
in an electric chair, strap them in, and someone has to hit the switch to electrocute them. Oh, jeez. So it's... But this is something you'd like, is they had this pay-per-view every year. It was all Halloween themes. Sometimes people dress up. The uh, the commentators would dress up. They'd have, like, Halloween segments. But, yeah, this is so ridiculous. Uh, as Rick Steiner is being put in the chair by Abdul the Butcher, Cactus Jack goes, he sees that, he hits the switch. He's about to hit it, and then... It gets reversed, and Rick puts Abdul in the chair, and then Cactus hits it, and Abdul the Butcher it gets electrocuted, and it has all these sparks coming out. It's so ridiculous that it's hilarious, and I have to watch this every Halloween. Okie dokie. <laughs> 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 now, what's yours, Laura? Um, okay, so I'll be honest. Um, I don't watch this every year for Halloween, but I was told, I was given my special instructions, these were the but you watch it sometimes, though, Some, right? But you don't have to watch this. If there this, but... was one, this is what I would watch. Okay. And I have watched it many, many, many times, just not every Halloween season. Okay. So it would be Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the Halloween special. It was season four, episode four. Mm -hmm. It was called Fear Itself. Um, so I wrote it down, kind of. Buffy and crew attend a Halloween party where Oz accidentally bleeds on a symbol, and summons the demon of fear itself. Okay. So they all turn into what they're afraid of. And I just, I thought it was... And it's one, one of your favorite fun. shows, and it, that's the, the Halloween episode, so that's... Favorite shows ever, and it always was memorable to me. Um, they have another one, too, that was really memorable, where the they turn into the costumes that they are. Oh, okay, that's Creative, cool. Creative, right? That's cool, yeah. yeah. All right, so the next category... Is favorite supernatural horror movie to watch during Halloween? Okay, mine is, and Laura mentioned this earlier, and it is very controversial, uh, is Halloween 3, Season of the Witch from 1982. Oh, okay. The reason why it's, because it, I'll explain the supernatural element to you. I don't know if you're, Season of the Witch, though, that should tell you there's witches involved, right, Laura? Witchcraft, so. Okay. <laughs> but the reason why it's controversial, I'm sure if you're listening, you know, is because people were expecting Michael Myers to be in this and he's not so there and I agree with people because you just don't do that well not on the third one if they're going to do this you should have went on to the second one that's that's the problem but I thought Halloween 2 is very mediocre so that's why I had no problem with them going no, in this direction a whole, a whole new I know I know they started too late so they did screw up in the marketing I'm going to agree with you in that but if you watch this film just by itself don't think of Michael Myers and just watch this film it's very entertaining it's it's a bit hokey what Laura it was like going to see the village by M. Night Shyamalan and the surprise <laughs> what are you what saying so if you went to paid in the theater or no, are you talking about the ending? No. You're just saying just if you want to I see Mike. Oh, no, no. A lot of people. When I was youngster, I don't know if anybody will relate to this, but when I was youngster, I saw the commercial for The Village, and I made my mom take me, and I got there, and it was just. I like the twist ending. A but, twist. Yeah. But this was. Sorry. This was. There, there's no twist ending. It starts right off the bat. They're like, okay, where's Michael Myers? And there is no yeah, Michael Myers. It's just a surprise. It's yeah. like it's not what you were at all. Oh, it's yeah. Not even a little But bit. now this is another movie that gained cult status. So everybody knows now that Michael Myers is in it. Do you it's agree? Good. I'm not debating that. It's not yeah. good. But yes, but you agree now. It's everybody wrong. knows. <laughs> and it's so popular now that in the new Halloween movies, uh, Halloween 2018 and the Halloween Kills, they've been taking using the masks that from Halloween 3, injecting them in that movie. Yeah. So that's how popular this movie has become. And I was the only one back then. I remember I used to have from Fangoria Magazine, which is a crazy scene in the movie. I'll get into actually. So the supernatural aspect is they're using pieces of uh, Stonehenge that they put into the Silver Shamrock Company is the name of the company they're putting into these little pieces in the mask and they attach them to the mask and Cochran who runs the company explains uh, his Celtic roots he has uh, the last festival of Samhain uh, the last great one took place 3,000 years ago when the hills ran red of animals and children and uh, so there's witchcraft witchcraft uh, involved he explains and like I said the pieces of Stonehenge are in there and the kids have to watch during the horathon, with the masks on, the television, when they tell them 
watch it. They had this blinking, uh, the legendary song. Happy, happy Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> so they watch it. They have to have the mask on. And they show a, uh, an experiment in the movie. One of the kids with the pumpkin mask. And how when he's watching, how snakes and bugs come out of his head. So it's a... Uh, it goes in so many different directions. But it's definitely hokey. And, but I love this movie. Like I said before, I used to have a poster. The woman who's fooling around with a little device that has a piece of Stonehenge in the mask. And it's like blows her face up. I used to have that <laughs> from Fangoria hanging up on my wall, just because it was at the time that was the only Halloween three poster I could find. So I would hang that up. Do you really like this movie? Oh yes. <laughs> All right, I'll let you go. Or favorite supernatural horror movie? Uh, supernatural would be Pet Cemetery yes. because sometimes dead is better. <laughs> is that that's the reason why? But yeah, so they bury them. That's a supernatural aspect, right? They bury them in the cemetery and they come back to life, the pets. And yeah, then... it's an ancient burial ground. And um, it was a very, I think it's a very shocking scene at the beginning when, when Gage gets hit by a tractor trailer. Mm -hmm. And uh, from there, the whole movie is just incredibly creepy and just very strange and very supernatural and I loved every second of it and I probably watch it every time it's on TV but definitely during Halloween yeah and like Gage when he gets resurrected it's pretty crazy right when he's got the like the straight razor right yeah it's wonderful it's a kind of silly but wonderful yeah no um, it's <laughs> Stephen King is probably one of my favorite writers ever even though he does not know how to end Books. Yeah, that's what he's known for, not knowing how to end them, right? That's his trademark. Yes. To start them off good, but not know how to but end them. But Pet Cemetery, the whole thing is good to me from beginning yeah, to end. Yeah, and the, the ending of the that. book I know is different than the film, right? That's funny, because that's one book from him that I never read. Okay, yeah. And I read uh, a lot of books, like even under his pen name, Richard Bachman. Mm -hmm. And what's the actress? I'm drawing a blank now. I just know her as Tasha Yar now from uh, Star Trek Next name. Generation. Um but uh, but she's at the end. Yeah, that's the know. wife in the movie, and she's at the ending. That scene with yeah, the yeah, that's end. your forte. Yeah, yeah so so like. yeah, so that yeah, that scene at the end I thought was really really cool when he puts her in the pet cemetery. That was a good ending. It was a good that was ending. All right, and the last category, I talked to Laura and beforehand, and this is we both agree, right? This is our favorite, the cult classic, right? Cult film category yeah, to watch. That. Rocky Horror Picture Show from 1975. That we have to watch every Halloween season. We always have to try and see this in the theater. Absolutely. This is... The live action. Yeah. Preferably. Yeah, if you can. This is... Uh, it's always a fun time. I think the movie itself is great. I know Laura loves the soundtrack. Yeah, I play it like a maniac in the house. We sing to it. It's Yeah, it's great. I, I love it. Uh, Tim Curry is phenomenal in this. He's, he is phenomenal. I mean, just he completely steals the show. Uh, it's written by uh, Richard O'Brien. He wrote a lot of songs. He sings, and he's a great singer, too. One of your favorite songs, right? Well, he sings The Time Warp, uh, uh, Frankenstein's Place, uh, There's a Light, right? That's the mm -hmm. song. Like, yep. he sings that. He's got, he plays Riff Raff in the film. Uh, just everything about this movie is just, it's just a fun movie. You always have a fun time watching it. Seeing it live, the first time we saw it live is when we went to New Haven. You saw Barry Bostwick, uh, who was in the film, as Brad. We saw him as hosting it with the, with the screencast, and that was yeah, a blast, wasn't forget, it? I again, I didn't know what to expect, and it was, it was weird, and then it was awesome. Yeah. And, and then I was like, when can we go again? Yeah. So. And there was like a few thousand people there too, right? A couple thousand people, whatever it, yeah. it held in there. So it was and a they blast. Were, you know somebody who who has no idea what's going on they were throwing things oh yes the were, props yeah they were yelling like what's yelling yeah yelling yeah yeah for susan sarandon yeah, the, yeah and so. then barry bostwick asshole anytime he came on the screen it's definitely the most fun uh live experience to see a film you agree oh definitely definitely uh, sad yeah. i was a newbie i wish i had yeah well, they call you a virgin if you've never seen it before right and they yeah <laughs> so yeah, definitely, uh, without a doubt, our favorite to watch during Halloween. So, anything else you want to say, Laura? Um, no, but we do have Hellfest on in the background, and that has 
an honorable mention. Yes, yeah. Well, this is definitely yeah for for modern slasher. You'd put this as your favorite, right? To watch during the Halloween yeah, season. Yeah, this is a new Halloween season favorite that we make time for every single year. Yes, and only I, for the past like three years though. Yes. So. Did I tell you I bought uh, one of the screen used shirts from Hell Hellfest two recently to oh. one of the Hellfest park two? No, no. Also, I meant like I mean oh. from <laughs> the park people that are wearing Hellfest shirts that you know, the. Uh, the employees of the park. No, you don't tell me. No, You're no. Me so I, I, I got a bargain on it, so I, I bought it. So this. Oh. <laughs> so, what do you do with it? Yeah, I don't know. It's gonna surprise you, but here's a surprise. Oh, <laughs> surprise. <laughs> right. That's fun. Yeah. Now for this segment, uh, I have Rick Del Santo, the professor, Rick Del Santo. From PWZ Pro Wrestle Zone podcast, and we're going to discuss the film Halloween Kills. How are you doing, Rick? I am great. I'm glad to be here once again. Yeah, so when this movie first came out on um, Peacock, was it the 15th, Rick? Rick texted me, goes, have you seen this? John, have you watched this yet? So Rick was very excited to talk about this. Well, the thing is, I woke up, you know, I never didn't know it was going to be on Peacock. Um, okay. That it was just going to be in the theaters, and somebody had told me the evening before so, of course, you know, I'm working from home now, and I just literally at 7.30 when I went to my desk, I flipped up my uh, laptop and put it on first thing in the morning before I even punched in or anything like that. So <laughs> I, I was very excited about it. I don't know why I was extremely excited about it, considering the last couple uh, really did nothing for me. The last three, I should say. Yeah. So. Did you see uh, Halloween 2018, Rick? <sighs> yeah. I, yeah. Okay. That's the one... Uh, it came it's out not, 2018, literally. Well, that's uh, obviously yes, but yeah. that's not the, it's the post Rob Zombie film. Yeah, right? yeah. So this yeah. is the yeah for this. Uh, so this is the second in three parts. The Halloween okay. Kills. It's Halloween, mm-hmm. Halloween Kills, and the next one's gonna be Halloween Ends. Okay. So yeah. now this was directed by the same director, David Gordon Green. I'm not really familiar with a lot of his stuff. The one thing I have seen that he's done is Pineapple Express. I didn't care for that. Uh, I so. thought it was a piece of shit, quite frankly. Yeah, I, I don't... What's the guy's name? Uh, Seth Rogen, too. Yeah, right? it was a He's comedy a that seemed like it was never going to end. It was going on for like over two hours. And well, that the... guy's an... Yeah, that guy's an idiot, too. Yeah, so. yeah. So I, I agree with you. So, all right, at least we're on the same page with that. So, um, and this is written by Scott Teams. I haven't seen anything he's done. Uh, he, now, he did not write Halloween 2018. Uh, 2018. So that explains why this film feels very different. Mm-hmm. Halloween it kills because because Halloween 2018 felt like a straightforward film, where this felt like I don't know if this was unintentional comedy or did they think this was going to be straight? Because I was laughing halfway through this movie. I don't know about you. Well, it just it kind of reminds me of one of those you know schlocky cult slashers from the eighties. Yeah. You know, yeah, what I mean? and, yes, but, which is why I like this. And half yes. the fans hate this because they want it to be more serious. Which I I'm quite frankly tired of them changing like the the lineage of these films because this has nothing to do. I don't know if you know the timeline, Rick. So you're supposed to watch the original Halloween from 1978. Mm-hmm. Forget everything else ever existed and then start with Halloween 2018 again. Yeah, that doesn't really make much sense. Yeah, uh, it, it gets annoying when they do that. Yeah, so I mean, and I'm a, I'm, I'm a pretty big fan of, I wouldn't say every single film, but there's a lot in between that are very enjoyable and there's some that are not so enjoyable in there. Yeah, I mean, you most know? of them are filler in my opinion. Yeah, yep. But... Uh... So now we'll just talk briefly about some of the cast. So Jamie Lee Curtis, obviously, everyone knows who she is as Laurie Strode. Mm-hmm. Um, I, what's, what's your favorite role from her? I think the best scene she's ever done was dancing for Arnold Schwarzenegger in True Lies. How did I know you were going to say that? <laughs> How did I know that? <laughs> um, I'd have to say, you know, the original Halloween is probably my favorite role. You know, yeah, uh, you know, she did a nice. lot of uh, and. Um, was the other one that she did the, the other slasher like horror movie uh, oh she was in um oh my god on the train on the train yeah. uh yes uh, i'm drawing a blank now but that that was <laughs> but it was a, a big movie it was a big movie for that time period as well and it's kind of reached a legendary status as well this yeah. is not prom night was it she was in prom night too yeah yeah, that's, yeah so yeah, she's that's... in that film also so yeah, yeah so she was 
because of that film, you know, because of Halloween, she got a few other, you know, similar roles. Mm-hmm. So uh, then we have Judy Greer as Karen, her daughter. Uh, she was in a bunch of things. 13 Going on 30, Ant-Man. Um, Andy, I don't know what, how you pronounce her, Metatic as yeah, yeah. Allison, her daughter, you know, so Laurie Strode's granddaughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have three different actors playing the shape, Michael Myers. Did you know that, Rick? Um, I was kind of, <laughs> you know, it kind of makes sense now, now that I'm, uh, you know, now that you said that, because I was just like, first off, you know, he looks too tall and skinny as Michael yes, Myers. So He's now not the, as bulky as like some of the older people. Now the early, him. the early one when they had the flashbacks from 1978, they have a different actor for that. Okay. Completely, they get like a younger actor for that, then they get older actors for. Uh, the later you know more the current version okay so um i kind of figured as much it just it looked like it was a little obvious you know yeah yeah james jude courtney does most of it and then some of the unmasked scenes where they have his mask off that's nick castle who played michael myers the shape in the original 1978 so aaron armstrong was the young the shape in this because he's only michael myers when you really pull the mask off right Okay. Once gotcha. he has a mask on, he's he's the shape. Wasn't he the boogeyman? Isn't that what they yes. were going through? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what else? Dylan Arnold as Cameron Elon. Robert Longstreet as the older Lonnie Elon. Uh, Tristan Egerling as young Lonnie Elon. And your favorite, Michael Anthony Hall as Tommy Doyle, who Same we know me. from what, 16, 16 Candles, Weird Science, and Breakfast Club are the things I really know him from. He's done a lot of other things, but yes, as an adult, not so much. He has not been, you know, um, he makes kind of like cult appearances every now and again, you know, in smaller films that, are, you know, I know it's kind of like a retro thing in a way that every time they bring him out, it's kind of surprising, but I, th- I thought he did pretty well in this movie though. And he, he was afraid get... he got fingered, right? He had a small one afraid <laughs> he got fingered. Do you remember You're that? Right. Yes, I do. I do and the only like that. serious thing that he's done that I like was the Dead Zone TV series. I don't know if you ever watched that. That wasn't bad. No, I never saw that. I did. Um, was he in one of the Anchorman films as well as like a newscaster? Don't remember. I'm not okay. sure, to be honest with you. I think he was like uh, one of the, the opposing channels for like a Oh, okay. Yeah. Who else? Uh, Diva Tyler as Sandra. I'm not really familiar with her. Lenny Clark as Phil. He's a comedian. Mm-hmm. Scott MacArthur as Big John. Michael McDonald was Little John. I'm, I'm mentioning the, the characters and the scenes we're going to talk about for the most part. Uh, yep. Michael McDonald, I love that guy. Uh, He's hilarious. Yeah. I, I think anyone our age is going to know him mostly from being Stuart, his character from Mad TV. Do you agree? <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd have to say so. I don't know much else. I don't think I know anything else that he's done outside of this. It's funny because yeah. I was watching it and I kept saying, man, this guy looks really familiar. And I couldn't place it until you uh, had made a Twitter post about it. Yeah, he does things like here and there. I remember he was on one Seinfeld episode. Okay. For example, I mean, things, nothing really big. Like, Mad TV is like uh, his mainstay, I guess. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people I talk to have not seen the the Ghostbusters, the female Ghostbusters film. Did you ever see that, Rick? I've never seen it. No, I don't, I no interest really. <laughs> okay. I tell yeah. everyone if you don't want to see the movie, I totally understand. Just go to the concert scene in the film. Michael McDonald's in the movie for five minutes. He's the best part of the movie. Just watch that and just shut the movie off, and you'll be all set. <laughs> I'll try. I'll try to just do for that. that. You can just fast forward the concert scene. You'll like just you know. So um, it's a metal concert too, no less. What was it um, Malice? Like in what? Oh uh, no, that? no, no! <laughs> I can't. Ozzy Osbourne's involved in this. I want to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so definitely. I haven't seen the movie since it came out, but definitely just for that scene, I got to revisit it now just to see that scene. I don't want to ruin it for you. Why he's so okay. funny in it? But uh, my question is, why they call Big John and Little John? Because Scott MacArthur is Big John. Isn't he shorter than Michael McDonald's Little John? Is it because they're anatomically big and little? Is that that's, how they got the names? Well, that's what I'm guessing. They're okay. a, a married gay couple in the movie. Okay. For anybody that's listening. So. All right. Yes. So that's what I guess that was the joke, right? Yeah. And the, <laughs> the way that they did it in the movie, it was kind of uh, it was very comedic and enjoyable. They were very funny. They're great the characters. Yeah. I thought yeah. they were great characters. I think they. It, there's well, we'll get into the characters really more, but they're 
two couples in there that were great in the film. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and did you also know I saw this? If this is where they got the name, I'm not sure, for Big John and Little John. There was a sitcom in the 70s called Big John and Little John. I've never heard of that. I didn't either, but you're going to know one of the actors. Okay. Uh, Robbie Rist, who was okay. also uh, Cousin Oliver in the Brady Bunch. Oh, wow. He must have still been pretty young, wasn't he? Young in the yeah. Brady Bunch. And he was in, yeah. there in, the final, in the final season, I think, of the Brady yeah. Bunch. Right? Yeah, so. and Galactic 1980 he was in that also. So he's... <laughs> Right. Wow. So, all right. So Rick and I, we're just going to pretty much just go over our top five favorite scenes from the film. Mm-hmm. All right, Rick. So I'll let you start. What's number five on your list? Number five, I'd have to go. Let me just check this. Um, I'd really have to go with, honestly, I'm going to go with the Anthony Michael Hall scene in the beginning of the movie. He's doing the speech and, you know. The uh, was it the people that are in the bar are wearing the nurses scrubs and all that stuff, and there's somebody out in one of the cars, which tends to be Michael McDonald or excuse me, Michael Myers, not Michael McDonald, yeah. Michael Myers. And I didn't know he could drive, by the way, Michael. Myers. He did, yeah. They yeah. they established that in the first film. Yeah, he escaped exactly. from the asylum. Yeah, so he's yeah. yeah he's it's amazing how you just pick this stuff up. Oh, it's it's amazing because I I watched uh, four and five the other day and one of them, which I'm uh, presuming was five, I think that he also yeah. drove in there and didn't crash the car. I don't think. No, he's good. Yeah, he's pretty good. So, um, on this, it's just when he uh, when Anthony Michael Hall just grabs the baseball bat the uh, behind the uh, the bar and is going to go out out to the car and uh, take care of Michael Myers, which actually does not end up happening until much later in the film. So that was like a. I have to say this was out of the top five scenes. This was number five. I'm going to give that one number five. Okay. So for me, I'm going to put uh, the death of the character Karen, which is Judy Greer, because mm-hmm. she's extremely annoying to me. So I'm glad they got rid of her. <laughs> and 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 the tagline for this film was, uh, what is it? We're going to kill evil tonight. What is it? I don't even remember now. Evil dies tonight. I'm sorry. Oh. Evil dies tonight. Do you remember yep. that? Yes. Yeah, and it was just getting a bit annoying. So I guess her tell- evil did die tonight because she did die. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. All right, Rick. Yeah, because that, that that scene was very annoying with her. That fight where she dies and her daughter was extremely annoying. Yeah, but uh, they were they were kind of obnoxious. I mean, they ran through. I mean, it's amazing how. Uh, you know, they run through the entire city and no matter where they are, Michael Myers just pops up from around the corner, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Now, what's your number four for your favorite scenes, Rick? I'd have to say it's the one with the power saw where Michael Myers has the double uh, power saw, you know, and he just uh, digs it right into the chest of uh, his victim. I'm trying to remember who the victim Is this was. the firefighter scene? Yeah, I believe. Yes. Yep. Okay, now that was, did you hear there's a lot of controversy because of the scene? Because people are upset that firefighters are being killed in the film? It's a movie. It's oh, well, the thing is, in the in the Halloween films, you have cops getting killed, you have nurses getting killed. Nobody said anything, but this one, there's an uproar for whatever reason. <laughs> it's the cancel culture for you. Yeah. Sorry, I know this is your show. But... <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's just, it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, but no, but that was that was a very that was a pretty intense scene. The way it was shot yeah. and everything, I thought it looked really cool. You know, notice that, that in this movie he gets more and more. Um, what's the word? Uh, adapt yeah, powerful. To, uh, adapt to using different uh, weapons, I guess. Like, I don't yes. think, did he ever use any power weapons, power tools, or anything like that before? <sighs> Not to, at the top of my head that I could think of. They're more like primitive weapons for the most part, like knives and pitchforks and stuff. Yeah, this, yeah. So this one, I was just like a couple of the the, the kills in this movie kind of got me. I'm just like, you know, in the, any of the other ones, Michael Myers wouldn't have gone for that because. So, yeah, yeah, you gotta shut your brain off sometimes when you watch sometimes, these films, right? And yeah, because that's the other thing is like you know I am I do nitpick when watching things if somebody if they're doing a new film of something I'm just like all right man this is kind of ruining you know they're going against the original thought process of what the original films are supposed to be and that kind of irks me sometimes but this one wasn't like uh, terrible in that manner yeah you know so all right for my number four. It's uh, when young Lonnie. Now, this character, uh, Lonnie. Did you, now, he was like the focal point of this film. Lonnie. They show him when he was younger. Then they show him when he's older. 
he was pretty much an ancillary character in the 1978 film. I don't know if you remember when he, him and his friends bullied Tommy. He's the kid that was getting bullied in the beginning of this film. And then yes. they showed him as a... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah, so yeah. they brought him back. The kid who plays him, this new actor, doesn't even look like the original actor, I don't think. No. But, but, uh, yeah. but yeah, yeah. So Hollywood dropped the ball on that. But this scene was my favorite when he gets bullied... Not because he gets bullied, like, but uh, because the song that they were singing to him was so ridiculous. Do you remember the song that they were singing? Uh, kind of. I'm trying to remember. Okay, want me to sing it for you? Oh, <laughs> sure. let me. Why not? Okay, <laughs> let me let me warm up. Me 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 me. <laughs> Lonnie Lonnie, weird and scrawny, has bad dreams and cries to mommy. <laughs> so. Wow, the kids. I don't know if kids do they do this nowadays, and they, they don't actually take the time to create songs anymore, like they did in the old days, right? When they when they bully you nowadays. I, you know, I don't know. I know there's a lot of bullying that goes on. You know, I got kids. I hear about stuff. Yeah. So it's like you know, I don't know. Are kids that creative these days? I mean, yeah, a lot of stuff. Sure. I think I think a lot of stuff happens on the internet though these days. Yes, I think in that sense you're right. It's a, it's yeah. a different time. Yeah, we're definitely way too old to be even knowing, you know, knowing anything about that stuff. So, all right, where are we now, Rick? Number three, uh, right? Yeah, yeah. I have to go with what I'm going to do with um, this is the car killings. You know, when he catches up to all the people that were, you know, driving around looking for him, such as uh, what the character that you just mentioned, uh, Lonnie, and yes, I guess those those people that are dressed up like nurses and such, and you know, he uh, somehow, you know, he does have a kitchen knife. Now, I'm kind of going out of order as far as, like, what the scenes oh, yeah, are yeah, here. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine, yeah. He has, he has a weapon from one of my yes. other favorite scenes. So, yeah. and when he stuck the knife through the guy's eye, uh, that's pretty intense. Yeah. It looked pretty cool the way they did that. I agree yeah. with you. So that yeah. that was a good scene for that, that reason. Yeah. Great special effects there for that scene. Uh, my number three is when Tommy Doyle, this is towards the end of the film, when he had the, the mob there attacking michael myers and uh it was a brutal beatdown until michael got his revenge and he kills everyone he slit one guy's throat and he and he kills mm -hmm. anthony michael hall um i was just waiting before he dies i was waiting <laughs> for him to just grab him <laughs> grab him by the mask and say could i borrow your william shatner mask for 10 minutes <laughs> but they they didn't do that i'm wondering you know I, I just wasn't sure, like, why on earth, you know, they beat him and then they decided not to kill him. And just, you know, they could have finished. I mean, obviously, we wouldn't have the movie that's coming out next year. Sure, but it's like, yeah. but it's like he, they already got him down. He's just laying there. Then all of a sudden, he just jumps up and starts slashing yeah. at everybody after like a minute. You know, that was just. Um, he was playing possum. Yeah, pretty much. You know. All right. And where are you, Ricky? Uh, I believe number two. All right. What's what do you have, Rick? Number two, let's see where my order I'd have to go with uh man. I we didn't go to number one, right? We already talked about Big John Little Bond, J Little John that said car killings, Anthony Michael Hall. Okay, the power saw. Okay, so the next one is old people. The old people that uh you know he comes down, he's got the uh mask. They got the drone, and he's got the mask. He's, like, yelling at the lady, saying, ah, it smells like cigarettes, basically, from her mom being there or whatever. And so the drone crashes, and uh, in the closet, it comes flying out, and they're, like, basically shit their pants because they discover that somebody's in their closet. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so. And it's Michael Myers. So. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that seems great. I'm gonna, I'll talk about that later. Uh, for my number two is the introduction of Big John and Little John. When you have a little girl come to the house uh, saying the they got candy bars from their house that has a rusty razor blade and they have a kid right. on the, the floor pretending to be dead. And while the they believe it, so they come out of the house and they're distracted. And then another kid goes in and steals the candy, a bag of candy from them. And then Big John and Little John put a scare into them saying this is the Michael Myers house. And he stabbed his sister in the tits. <laughs> that was a good line. That was a good line for yeah. sure. Now, what is your number one, Rick? I believe that we just went through my entire list. 
because that I was think, that was that I was don't five. think you brought up Big John and Little John. I think we talked okay. about them even actually. So that that'll be. Oh, that's so right. You're right. You're right. We didn't discuss Big John, Little John. I didn't. We did discuss them a little bit, but that is on my list. Big John, Little okay. John. I think so it's we, the introduction, the intro, the uh, the interaction between the two is kind of hilarious. You know. Yeah. And, oh yeah. Yeah. They were great. And you know, one wants to. I'm, I'm assuming it's Big John wants to smoke a little weed and then go take advantage of his husband, kind of a thing. And <laughs> until you know, it's just a bunch of fiasco. How they wanted to, um, you know, the one of the other things is like the the doorbell rang again. So he's like, "Oh, I'm going to take care of these kids," thinking that it was the kids again. And they're knocking on the knocking on the back door, knocking on the front door, playing with him, just to come to find out it's Michael Myers, and he takes the two out. Yes. So, yeah, so my number one is what you mentioned before about the elderly couple, Sandra and Phil. Uh, Such a weird scene. It was just, like, so random to me how Mm -hmm. Sandra's playing with a drone, like you mentioned. Then Phil, talk about the sleep apnea mask, smells like Lucky Strikes from when your mother borrowed it. (laughs) When your mother borrowed it. My thing is, why couldn't Sandra get the door open? It's just like a sliding lock. Like yeah. a padlock, you know, and then uh, she grabs a knife and doesn't even, and then he just grabs a bigger. Oh no, no, no! no. He did a little Nick Gage. He grabbed a, a light tube. Uh, that's exactly <laughs> what I put in my notes. Yeah. So when the drone <laughs> goes into the bathroom, uh, it gets thrown out. They're like, "Well, how the hell does this thing get thrown out?" Then Phil goes in the bathroom and sees this Michael Myers, and Michael smashes the light tube. It goes, ah! <laughs> and goes, "Like, I mean, the scream was hysterical." I don't know yeah, about you, was, but I was. I'm not sure of who he was, but he looked very familiar as well. Yeah, he does uh, stand-up comedy. Okay. So he, yeah, so he came out, and he goes, hey, Sandra, there's a big fella in the bathroom. He's wearing a monster mask. (laughs) (laughs) Then she goes, what the fuck does he want? Who gives a shit? Call the cops. Yeah, they didn't last very long. And some of the, um, you know, uh, the other thing is, did Michael Myers ever drag his opponents through, you know, and then just stack them up or hide them anywhere? That kind of a thing, you know? Uh, I mean? No, well, this was, yeah. He so just then, left them for dead, basically, afterwards. It was weird, yeah, because he then he smashes Phil's head. Mm-hmm. And then uh, he goes into the kitchen, like you brought up about. He takes a, the light tube, takes it, smashes it, so it's sharp in the end, and then starts stabbing. Uh like he did, uh, like oh, uh, wrestler yes. Nick Gage did to David Arquette, <laughs> and then so so Sandra's on the floor, but she's not dead. She's still like half there, looking at Phil laid over on the table on the is it the kitchen Butcher table block or something. Yeah. yeah. So uh, and then Michael just keeps taking knives and just starts stabbing, like just leaving the knives. He's got like ten knives, like he makes a human knife rack out of them. Pretty much. Yep. It was just I don't know. It that just didn't really a, make any sense to me. No, it didn't. That's very. It was a very bizarre scene, and it's not very reminiscent of prior, you know, uh, of prior Halloween films or anything that you would do. But I mean, I guess the films need to evolve. This was done. This is done more like in a in if you if you say you handed the script over to Roger Corman or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because like I said, it was comedic to me. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like if you watch, you know, this is supposed to be taking place after 1978 and nothing else happened in that film. He wasn't trying to be creative, killing people. He's just trying to go after Lori. Right. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't trying to. Can we talk about one thing about Lori? What's that? that? She her. She was completely 100 percent pointless in this movie. This is, yeah, Laura, we're watching this, she was saying, and I was completely, I was like, okay, I'm thinking that my head, and she said, any scenes with her, her daughter, and the boyfriend alone are the most boring, pointless scenes in the entire film. I said, they're, like, almost unwatchable. Yeah, it was basically filler for, for the film, they just needed, maybe they needed to make it 90 minutes or whatever, and they had nothing else to come up with. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so... I don't know. And then the other kid just um the boyfriend reminds me of Leonard from Big Bang Theory. He does he does does like look right off, that's supposed to be yeah. uh Lonnie's son, I believe, right? So it looks like him, same haircut and all that other stuff. So yeah, yeah it just it's very reminiscent of him. Yeah. Absolutely. So that was it. So now Laura, we never really discuss this when we do uh when we talk about films or we gotta start doing this. Um she came up with a, a rating scale. 
of uh, deadites <laughs> instead of stars, deadites. So on a scale of one to five deadites, what, what would you give this film? You mean like one being the best? The one being the worst and then five being, being the best. I'd have to say, I you know, as corny as it might be, um, I definitely, for the schlock, and this is far from the worst film, I'm going to go ahead and give it a four. I will. Yeah, I would say like around three and a half, four okay. to me just – because I didn't like Halloween 2018 at all because it was no, trying me neither. To, it me was trying neither. to be too serious and mm-hmm. I wasn't buying that this was taking place you know after after the right. 78 film and that Laurie Strode has been doing nothing but preparing to be like Sarah Connor the whole time her whole life I wasn't buying any of that this one was just it kind of like just cut out all that nonsense it just went mm-hmm. straight you know for the the comedy, whether it be intentional or unintentional, and and the kills, so that's why I definitely rate the 2018. I maybe give that a two. This one, so a three and a half to four is what I'd give this on a dead-eyed scale. In 2018, I got to tell you that Michael Myers appeared in that movie way too quick. In mm-hmm. a way, if you see it, like there, the the reporters are there. They're going to be going to do a, a basically meet up with him or something. If that is, that, if I remember correctly. And he just so happens to be at the gas station, the pit stop, wherever the heck they are. And then the, the dude dies or the lady dies in the bathroom. He just drops the teeth into the stall. Oh, okay. that, do you remember that scene? I it's haven't seen it actually since in the theater since 2018. I haven't watched it since. Yeah, I think I rented it when it first came out or I watched it on TV, whatever it was. Um, so, yeah, it was just it was kind of a pointless film together all together like it just oh, michael this... myers appeared within like 10 minutes of the movie there was no build-up necessarily and it's just yeah it, it just sucked i'm sorry i gotta say yeah I'll, I'll give you a quick tidbit just since you brought up the teeth in the bathroom scene uh the actor i saw a question and answer with the actor james drude courtney who played him in the film mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he said those are real teeth they got from a dental school for that scene was it danhausen's teeth no, I don't think anybody listening to no. know what you're talking about. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> but I just thought that was interesting, at least. But yeah, but yeah, but this was, a, I think, a solid film. It depends on you know your point of view and how you you look at this. It's funny because um, I was on social media earlier on Twitter uh, earlier, and some people seem to either really love it or they absolutely hated it. Um, there was no necessarily in the middle. You know what I mean? Um, I thought it. I liked there, it a whole lot. There are lot. a few people that are like us. That there are some people that see mm-hmm. a handful, not a ton of it, but I do see some people that look at this for the comedic value. Right. But yeah. But yeah, most people either just love it and will eat up anything with the Halloween name, and yeah. then there's other people that's like, ah, this isn't what I envisioned for the franchise. It's garbage. It yeah. is usually you know one extreme to the other. I've noticed as well. Yeah. So it's I I ultimately enjoyed it. You know I I watched it a second time. So, you know. oh yeah yeah I did too actually. Yeah. So and it's probably gonna. I mean I would say that this is not a film that I will ignore and say oh this film sucks. Kind of like the last one or actually even the Rob Zombie films which I terribly yeah that's dislike. a whole separate universe. Yeah that's yeah. a totally totally yeah. separate universe. But yeah that second one of the the Rob Zombie Halloween was really a doozy. Oh god! It seemed like it was never going to end. Yeah, kind of like, terrible. Like it was really horrible. Yeah. So, yeah, I liked it though. I, I thought it was good, and like I said, I'd probably, I'd probably put it up there with some of the better films of the series. You know, probably how many films are there in the series? Is there more than ten? There's so Halloween one, two, three, four, five, six. Then seven is what H uh, two O. Then there's Resurrection. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. uh, then they the restarted, right? Yeah. So then yeah. the broad zombies, a separate universe, and then they restarted these. So it's probably eleven altogether, including the zombie films. It sounds about right. Yeah, I don't know. I'd probably have to say that this is probably. I definitely put this in the like the top of like five or six of the films. You know, because um, I actually watched four and five the other day, and I actually quite enjoyed those films. I thought they. Were I terrible. like four and yeah. five. I just think is like kind of like filler, but four I thought was actually very good. Okay. Did you like the one with Busta Rhymes? That one, again, it's kind of like this. It's so ridiculous, certain parts, that <laughs> it's entertaining if you look at it in that way, you know? Right, right. Yeah, it was good, though. Yeah. All right, Rick, anything else you want to say before we leave? 
No, I'm good, man. If you guys are into professional wrestling, especially of the independent kind covering the Northeast, please check out the PWZ podcast. We're trying to hit a thousand subscribers to our YouTube channel. Go ahead and please like, subscribe, and share, and tell everybody about it. That's pretty much it for today. All right. Thank you. And until next time, try and enjoy the daylight. Thank you.